0: I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, I'm Julie Potowitz, back with Donna Cutting, founder and CEO of Red Carpet Learning Worldwide. We're continuing our conversation about creating exceptional customer experience for prospects, residents, and employees. So, Donna, continuing the conversation around team members and staffing, employee satisfaction, and having a voice at the table. a Couple things uh, that you've said, I want to drill down. One is, um, you know, listen, 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 and Don't necessarily, don't just jump to conclusions or jump to an answer or jump to a solution. Listen without judgment. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going back to uh, the sales, you know, sales training, we say very much the same thing. Listen without necessarily jumping to solve. Let someone talk, drill down, get some more details so that we really understand better what problem is being expressed, right? In sales, kind of what problem are you trying to solve in staffing and team member engagement, employee satisfaction and retention? It's what is really going on, right? And in order to get those layers, we need to give people space to express themselves and feel safe And feel, uh, you know, that there is, that they are being heard, right? So give them space to talk and then not feel like, oh, they're going to be mad at me or jump on me or, well, you know, what I say doesn't matter anyway. Uh, So that's powerful. It's powerful. And imagine going back to your point too about feeling seen and heard and having a voice at the table. That's a great example of allowing someone to have a voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to just being seen and heard, honestly, if we wanted to simplify all of this, if we just all kept that in mind, you know what I mean? Like, how can I use this? Whatever it is, this one-on-one interaction, this group interaction, this opportunity that we have right now because we're we're faced with all these challenges, how can we use this to make this person these people feel seen and heard if if all you did was answer that question and take action on it what a transformation would happen sometimes i think we make things way more complicated than they need to be Um, because ultimately like when i'm talking to hourly workers about what makes them feel valued it is just that it's they like they see me they hear me they they notice me and they care about me mm. that's really what it is and and truly but it's hard because we all just want to jump in and solve the problem or defend ourselves or all of those things so it's not easy to do but it's but it's a pretty simple solution if we can if we can just be open to it
0: So you have a chapter called, in your new book, called Roll Out the Red Carpet on Day One. And your new book is Employees First coming out April 1st, no fooling, April 1st. You want to run out and get it and uh, you'll let us know where we can order it. But um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how this helps companies that are hiring and onboarding staff? Right now.
1: Yeah, so it's so that chapter is all about onboarding. Right. So it it really is like from the beginning, what is the first impression that you're making? And one of the things, you know, as we as we're recording this right now in uh, February of 2022, right? What is happening a lot because of the the staff shortages and everything that's going on? What I'm seeing in senior living is we're pulling in as many warm bodies as we can get in, and we are throwing them on the floor immediately. But by the way, and this is not obviously I'm generalizing, but that's what I'm seeing and hearing in a lot of what uh, what's happening. But what also happens, what I'm also hearing is that they last about three days, and then they leave. So it's this non-sustainable, you know, cycle that's not helping, you know, we think we we need the help on the floor right now. So we're just going to throw them out. But those people are going to be gone in three days because they didn't feel prepared. They didn't feel welcomed. And so that whole that whole chapter, um, rolling out the red carpet on day one, really looks at what is Um, What does it mean to make a new hire feel uh, important and special when they first come on? Um, What does their first day look like? So all of those things that we talked about, for prospective residents this this also can apply to your new hires like how are you getting to know them what are you doing to make them feel special are you using their name and so like even that in some special way um but then also looking at orientation which is just like an event it's one part of the overall onboarding process but you know, are you creating an orientation that immerses them in your culture and connects them with with people, with their you know, with their coworkers, uh, new and people who have been there for a long time, where you're clarifying and communicating um, so that they have a better understanding of of things that they that they care about, that they want those practical pointers like where do I park? Even, you know, where do I park? Where's the time clock? Where are all of those little things? And then the compliance. And I think we spend what I see in many organizations, especially in healthcare and senior living, is we spend a lot of time on compliance activities. And there isn't even a whole lot of Uh, there's not a whole lot of effort to even make that fun, you know, it's just like, let's just check a few boxes and get them on the floor as soon as possible. Um, But that's not sustainable. It's not going to work for you in the long run. And, And then really creating like a mentoring experience that is like real and not just in name where you like kind of threw something together and you pair them with people, but what does it really mean to create, you know, choose the best people to mentor new hires and, and maybe even pay them a little bit more and give them extra training, you know, an education um, so they can be really good mentors and making sure that um, they have the space to mentor people. And it's hard. I I just want to say this right now. That does not feel like an easy thing to do. And I want to acknowledge that because when you are short staffed and you don't feel like you have enough people on the floor, um, that's it's just it's for some people it can feel even inconceivable. Um, But maybe right now it's just starting with like, what's the one little thing we could do to make people feel at least welcome, you know, and to answer their questions before we put them on the floor and then what's step two and then what's step three and what's step four, but understanding that what's what's happening now if what's happening is that you're just throwing people you know, out there that that's not solving the problem. It's solving the short-term problem, but it's creating a whole lot of long-term problems. So eventually that has to change no matter how difficult it is.
0: Well, it's the vicious cycle, right? Right. And to spend time in, like you said, when you're in a whirlwind and, and stopping to even put someone's name on a sign or learn what their, you know, favorite, meal was, or favorite restaurant is like, I just can't deal with that right now. I'm cooking breakfast because we don't, you know, we didn't have anyone show up this morning and, and we, we all get that. Right. Uh, but we can't live in that state either. That's not sustainable. So sex continually sacrificing the important for the urgent, right. Is not a long-term it's, it occasionally emergencies is necessary. But just like in sales, right? You're, everything you're saying parallels mm-hmm. because customer service and experience is sales, right? Finding out about your customer—if it's in your team member, your employee, your prospect, your you know your your coworker, your uh, referral partner—is your customer learning about them a mm-hmm. little, a little or a lot, depending on time on the front end, either in the front, the first conversation. Or it's the front end of maybe putting together that swag closet, or putting together a system or a process for that mentor, that mentoring, or that first impression. What does that look like? It does take some time to to, make, to, to stop, put that foundational piece in place, reinforce yeah. it so that it's part of your your company culture. Long term results, right, are going to really pay off. So um, if there's one thing that someone listening could take away, like your advice to just just do this one thing as it relates to customer experience from a team member staffing perspective, what would it be?
1: Get to know your people, like just get to, I want to go back for a moment and just say with everything we were just talking about, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So I'll just remind people like you don't have to do it all at once. Like, what's the what do you think is the one thing that's going to be the most impactful right now? But really, if if leadership just spent some time listening and getting to know their people so I gave a team an assignment uh, recently, and I just said, you know, at your next leadership meeting issue a challenge Uh, every person on the management team go out find one employee that you don't really know well and get to know them better and then report back. And then at the next leadership meeting, after you've reported back, like issue another challenge, Um, go find somebody who um, you think, like just watch them and see what they do and notice how they make a difference in all the myriad of little things that they do that maybe aren't in their job description, but that they do every single day to make the world a better place for that resident, those people that you serve, and come back and let's talk about that and celebrate the people that we have. And then issue another challenge, all around just getting to know people and letting them know that you care. And if that was all you did right now, you would see a huge shift. Um, it may take a while because there's been an emotional toll, you know, that this pandemic has taken. Um, but but just starting with that would make a big difference.
0: One one conversation at a time or one yeah. acknowledgement at a time, someone that I know has well, we all carry our phones around almost all the time. Right. And um, I asked him a question about. Someone, an, an acquaintance, and I "Gosh, what, what was his name again?" And I always think I'm pretty decent at names. I pay attention. Um, he looked at his phone, and he had it in his phone. So when he talks to someone, meets somebody, he jots it in a note in his phone, which is so smart. It's so simple, but he, mm-hmm. you know, he'll like his next door neighbors or across the street, or you know that. Um, so when you stop and, and talk with Gina in the hallway on second shift or, or someone in the dining room or somebody who's coming in a family member jot it. If you can't, if you don't have a perfect memory, I certainly don't put it in your phone. I thought that was like, Oh my gosh. Or even leave yourself a little message or, you know, if you can't get to a notebook uh, to making those small. I think everybody has time for that. Yeah. Right? And Make I, kidding. I, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I uh, love,
1: Like in in, uh, the 501 Ways book, there's an instance of a hotel where everybody carries what they call preference pads, and they're just little pads of paper that fit in their pocket. But if they have that conversation with a hotel guest, or even if maintenance happens to be in the room, like fixing something and they notice the the trash can full of Diet Dr. Pepper, they will make a note when they're out of sight, you know, of that guest. they will make a note that they get, you know, Mr. and missus whats-it in uh, room t- 210, um, love Diet Dr. Pepper, right? And then that goes into the system so that the next time Mr. and Mrs. it show up, um, there might be like a surprise Diet Dr. Pepper in their room. Or those kinds of things. So it's just really getting into the habit of, of doing that, um, of asking the questions, of taking note, and then taking notes. So I, I, I love that example that you gave.
0: One of the reasons I love senior living, Donna, is the people that I meet through, at, at every at everybody, the customers, colleagues, mentors, Even owners, investors, C-level, caregivers, everybody is so kind. And people in this business really are, they choose to be in the business, those who stay. And they choose because um, I, I really believe that at the end of the day, we're in this because we believe in what we do and that we see you know, the lives of our residents, our family members, our, our team members, you know, we're, we're all contributing to a very positive outcome, you know, and, and work so tirelessly doing it. And these things, as you're talking, I'm thinking, let's all agree to bite off one of these one of the many things you suggested, and I know there's many more in in, in all of your books to then, um, exemplify, you know, that, uh, of really what we're all in to really bring forth our intention, right. We're working so hard. People are, where it, it. it's not you and I really that, you know, we're working hard. It's the people in the communities, right? And people who are serving the meals and caring for and, and engaging and sitting and reading with the residents. We're visiting uh, day and night. And these things um, will help, uh, I guess, like bring to life what is already there. Which is that positive intent, right? And that, um, and that can only draw more people, yes. both from a prospect, a new resident, family members, and team members to our business.
1: Oh, Julie, you are so spot on. And and one of the things that I want to to say that I'm, all there's a couple of other things, actually, that I'm so passionate about, especially at this moment of time where we're recording this podcast. Um, One is that there's the stories that we heard in the media, you know, during this pandemic of the lockdowns and, you know, all the COVID cases and and all of that was true, you know, it was true. Um, But it was one side of the story. So there were also all of like billions of stories of people, these wonderful people that we both know that work in this field of, Um, you know, building connections even though people were disconnected and finding ways to, you know, keep them engaged and, and becoming family members when family members couldn't come in, like becoming their family and with such love and with such dedication. And I really believe that as a field, we have to tell those stories and tell them better and tell them much in a much bigger way, right? to attract residents and to attract uh, employees as well. And, but something that people can do in the communities is start amplifying those stories. They A lot of times I think they just, at least this is what they tell me, my customers, like, well, it's just what we do, right? Well, we never think of telling the story because it's just what we do. But when you tell the story, when you amplify those stories and make them part of your team meetings and you're celebrating all of those little moments, First of all, it can lift everybody up, you know, in a pl- in a time when they might be feeling down. Um, but also, it starts to change the story out there of what it is we're all doing because what what they're doing, you know, what uh, people in senior living and the incredible difference that they make every single day. And if we can tell that story better, then you're going to attract more residents. You're going to attract more employees. You know, you're it's so it's so important and the other thing i wanted to make sure i say is that not to underestimate the emotional toll that this pandemic has taken on people and um you know especially in this field in the fields of healthcare, you know we tend to attract people that are like we could just do it and you know we're caregivers and so we're not really thinking sometimes about our own self-care um but What everybody in senior living went through and continues to go through right now in this moment um, was nothing less than a traumatic event. And so the uh, normalizing the conversation around needing support for your emotional health and making sure that if you have employees um, Uh, employee assistance programs, that you're amplifying that, um, that you are listening, that maybe you have people who are also trained listeners who can offer support to people, um, really looking at Almost, I almost want to say mandate self-care, you know, because I, I hear so many like I was with a group of senior living leaders the other day and they, they could not find 10 minutes in their day for self-care. And I, I'm thinking like the higher ups need to start mandating that everybody takes 10 minutes for self-care every single day, um, because that's another underlying cause for some of the troubles that we're seeing right now. And I think if we if we don't acknowledge it um that we're going to just try and put band-aids on the problem and and there's a there's something at the root here which is (laughs) this has been really hard it's been really really hard and um and and we have to start there before we can build up to um some of the things that we've been talking about today
0: donna thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing your knowledge, your passion, your compassion, and I cannot wait to read your new book. Can you share with us one more time, name, and when it's coming out and how we can get it? Yes. Thank you, Julie. It's been so
1: great to talk with you as well. So the new book is called Employees First. I don't even have a copy yet, so I have this little postcard. Um, I love employee- it employees first inspire engage and focus on the heart of your organization it's actually right now available for pre-order almost okay. everywhere books are sold so amazon.com barnes and noble IndieBound, if you want to support your local independent bookstore um, but then april 1st it actually launches so you could pre-order it now you'll get it in early april Of uh 2022, um, or if you're listening to this after April 2022, it's available now.
0: I am pre-ordering it, and one of the other things, just real quickly, uh, that you and I have in common, besides our love of dogs, our love of senior living, our love of sales and customer service, is our love of movies. Yes, you are a movie buff, also live theater. So if I wanted to watch, or listeners wanted to watch, a movie that really uplifted, you know, give us that feeling of of feeling good and feeling positive and uplifted. What do you recommend?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I think I'm going to go with, because we had this conversation before we hit record, right? So I loved TikTok Boom. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful, fun movie. Of course, it's not going to be for everybody. I love, I love movie musicals. And so that you I might do. want to take that into consideration. <laughs> um, but I also hear that West Side Story, another musical, I haven't seen West Side Story yet, but I heard incredible uh things about it so and it's funny you said uplifting and both of those are have like tragic events in them um but I still feel uplifted by the story and the music and and all of
0: that so what are yeah overcoming adversity and what who I don't I personally don't think you can ever go wrong with the musical Mm -hmm. Uh, some some may want to do uh like just straight out and out comedy um, or the, just that feeling of over just, just that feeling of empowerment, right? And feeling good. So, yeah. whatever it is, to your point, whatever it is, uh, 10 minutes, 10 hours, you know, uh, just uh, anything that, uh, like you said, start small. My goodness, 10 minutes of self care, of being good to yourself so that you can turn around and, and be good to others, which is what everybody in senior living is doing the 23 hours and 50 minutes of the rest of their day uh, is, is well, well, well worth the investment. So Donna, you are amazing. I wish you nothing but great bestseller success with your new book. And I am going to hang up now and order it. I'm pre-ordering it right now. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you, Julie. It's always so good to see and hear and talk to you. Uh, We can't let it go so long next time. I'm so glad to be here. Thank
0: you. Anytime. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much, Donna.